Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome back to The Mood Pod. I'm your host, Lauren Elizabeth, and I hope you're having a fabulous last week of motherfucking January. Last week, we talked about how weird January is and just like, look at how we released that, acknowledged it. And now we're at the last week of January. And when you're listening to this, it's going to be Friday, which means you're so close to February, which means we can get rid of all the like new year, new me energy and just continue on into our year and pretend we're normal human beings together, which is really exciting for me personally, because as you know, I was really hating on January last week. I kind of got over it. Then I kind of got back into it. But we'll talk about all of that in best mood and worst mood of the week. Let's start off with best because I feel as though our worst kind of relates to the mood for thought I have for you guys this week. My best mood this week is strong and not physically, unfortunately. And I always find myself when prepping for the episode, really getting into my feels, getting into my moods. Also just realizing like all the things that were quite literally the opposite of mood boosters throughout the week. And I just, I let them pass throughout my brain, just like moving cars in traffic. I don't really, you know, dive into them too much. My comedic side does where I'm like, that's really funny if I want to say it on the podcast, but like, that's not what God's purpose for me is. It is to boost your moods. You know how I said life just like drops bombs on you? Actually, no, I didn't say that on the podcast. I said that in last week's vlog because I was just, I was just dealing with a lot of shit last week. And it's so easy for me to have the first thing I take off my plate working out. And I don't say that in a way of just like, oh, I feel crappy about my body, but it's also just like so silly. It's so important for our mental and physical health for me to then just be like, oh, my God, shit is happening and it's bad. Let me not work out today and so on and so forth. So I will say that although we are fully in the best mood section, I'm complaining about how I did not work out. Okay, let's move back to best because it is strong. Like we said, not physically because your girl does not get her ass up and work and go to the gym. But what I did do is since my word of the month for January was focus. And obviously sometimes I would lose sight of that and get really discombobulated and worked up and emotional because I'm a human being. And I also happen to be an extremely dramatic human being. But knowing that focus was my word and I was implementing all these habits and routines, I would snap back into it. And then since I am so just in tune and self-aware with my feelings and my moods, I would realize like, wow, I really snap back into it. And I don't let, you know, all of these kind of stressful things totally derail me. And what came to mind was, wow, I'm like really strong. And I think the strength comes from 
oh, I got derailed for a second, but I have these strong habits and I have these strong passions and I have this strong work ethic. And you can acknowledge it as you're going through it. It makes you really proud and just feel really strong of, oh, I'm not as maybe, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but it's, oh, I know, susceptible. It's like susceptible to drama and to like shit hitting the fan. I think when you've just been through so much and you get really good at not letting everything derail you and ruin your life, then you realize how strong you've gotten. And it could be like the little things. It could be the big things. Obviously this month, it's been kind of a mixture of both because life is life. But yeah, I think my best mood was strong because I'm snapping back into things. I'm still getting things done. I'm staying on track. I'm staying focused. And that takes a lot of strength, especially when life isn't exactly kind of giving you just positive things all the time because it's life. It really doesn't give a shit. I will say I'm going to give myself a little pat pat on the back right there, but I'm feeling strong. It's like, look at you go girl. Like you're still doing it. You're still doing most of the things. Have you been going to the gym? No, but have you been doing the damn things? You, you sure have sister. Then for my worst mood this week, it's negative Nancy and no offense to anyone named Nancy. I've definitely been focusing on a lot of the negatives in some situations because let's be honest, it's just easier. And after a while you realize that you're doing it and I'm just, I'm not really a negative person. I'm just not. I think the only time I'm negative is when I'm just very like self-deprecating or I'm trying to make light of a situation. But I think that's why I've realized it is I've seen quite a few friends and people have just been like, oh, how are you? Whatever. And my go-to is just to like make fun of myself and make fun of my situation and just not really, it's not positive, even though it's technically like a coping mechanism and I'm trying to be funny and like make light of things. It's still like negative as fuck. And I finally realized it yesterday. Well, actually maybe even this morning because I was talking to another friend and she asked me how I'm doing, which is also annoying. Don't, don't you think that's annoying? Sometimes when everyone's like, how are you doing? And it's like, how are you fucking doing? I don't know. I'm fine. Jesus, leave me alone. Can we all just pretend like everything's fine? It's my coping mechanism. Make it yours. Anyway. I texted her back and I was like, you know, I'm doing a lot better. And I just realized that I am really just focusing on like the neggy vibes, not the posy vibes. And so that's on me. And I love the self-awareness. I love the accountability because when you are just making everything negative, you're the one doing it because negative shit is going to happen and you can either make it worse or make it better. It's obviously totally normal to like feel it and be upset and have negative feelings. You're not going to be like a toxic, positive person. However, like I'm definitely drilling it, drilling it down. I'm just really like, let's dial in on how bad things can be. And that's like the opposite of what I said for my best mood. So that's why you can be two things at once. You can be living simultaneously as a totally great, strong person and a negative Nancy. I think it's also like, when you have these routines and these habits and you've been focused, it's really easy to go into autopilot, which actually can be a good thing because it gives you structure and it keeps you going. So I don't think it's like, oh, I'm a psychopath with a split personality right now. I'm definitely not. I think I'm really proud of myself for staying strong and getting through bullshit. But I think when I have a minute to sit with myself and think, and maybe even like the gym example is a pretty good one of there's an hour, like, let's go to the gym and do something positive. It's instead, no, I'd rather sit and be negative and stay in this like little comfortable self-deprecating place. I know it's always sometimes every, whether it's like few months, couple months or whatever time frame it is, I know I get like very broad. And I think it's because either 
the things going on in my life aren't important enough to like give as examples, or I'm just not ready to say said example yet. And I think it's kind of a combination because as someone with a brain for a worm, I can't fully put a pin in what I'm using as an example right now. All I've known is just, I've been Nancy. I've been negative Nancy. I've been being a little bitch and that's on me. And I think what's really important and powerful is realizing when you're being a little bitch. And that is what I've realized this morning. I even had the thought this morning when I was waking up, I was like, today's a new day. Why don't you like be positive with that for a second? I feel like you can always tell when I haven't had therapy in a week by my best and worst mood because I'm just all over the place. I missed it last week. Okay, leave me alone. Open is a mindfulness app built to transform your life. Experience the power of combining breath work, meditation, sound, and movement to strengthen your mind-body connection. You can practice digitally on their app and their website or in person at their studio in Venice, California. We might be almost done with January, but you can still get on the open app and be a part of their open breathwork and meditation challenge in January. I'm absolutely loving it. It's free. You get unlimited digital access to open January 1st through 31st. So you can access all of these amazing practices. They have daily breath work. They have meditation practice. You can even enhance your results with unlimited access to movement classes. They have yoga, Pilates, and HIIT. And depending on how I'm feeling, I'll kind of gravitate towards more of a meditation or more of a breath work because breath work for me is when I really need to focus. If I'm kind of finding my thoughts getting lost in meditation, it helps me really focus in. But if I just really need to relax and calm down, meditation is obviously the move. I've gotten so much better. You guys know my word of the month was focus. And I've been really focusing on these sides of wellness that I haven't been before because of just fear, honestly. And of course, I mean, it's silly. Now I love it. It's so easy. And when you complete the challenge, you get entered to win an open in-person retreat, which is so freaking cool. You can stay connected with your community on the open apps social feed. So you can share your open profile handle with your community to stay connected and you can explore popular classes, share kudos, and you can share with the mood community too. You know, these girls got your back. So join me in the challenge and go to withopen.com slash mood to sign up and you're going to love it. So many of you guys loved my interview with the founder of Symbiotica and so many of you just love Symbiotica in general, like me. If you still don't know, even though I talk about it all the time, I feel like you're tuning me out. It's kind of rude. Symbiotica is a health supplement company. So they design sophisticated organic formulations that are scientifically proven to increase vitality and longevity by fulfilling nutritional gaps that result from our modern day diet. I learned a lot about this from the interview because it really is like the modern day just dilemma, I would say. And why I love Symbiotica is because they have the highest quality bioavailable ingredients and the most advanced delivery system. And obviously their delivery system is amazing because of how it's like actually getting absorbed in your body. But part of why I love it so much is because of how you just get to take it. It's like the little pouches and the tincture pumps. I just love that it's not all of these capsules and instead it's these fun pouches with yummy, 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 yummy flavors. And so it just makes wellness more fun. It makes it way easier and accessible to me just throughout the day. And I find that I'm way ahead of a lot of my wellness goals just because of that in general. It's so simple, but it's so important. If you don't really know where to start, I would always, always, always suggest magnesium. It's an essential trace mineral responsible for more than 300 enzymatic systems that regulate diverse biochemical reactions in the body. 
muscle and nerve function, your blood glucose control, blood pressure regulation, healthy brain development. It makes me really, really relaxed and it just helps regulate me. Magnesium is something that we are just not getting from the modern day diet. So you really need to supplement it. You will notice such a big difference. I kid you not. They also have their topical magnesium oil spray, which I've seen a lot of people on TikTok loving. It's sourced from the Dead Sea and scientifically formulated to absorb into the bloodstream within minutes, which is amazing. You can create your own custom bundle subscription and get 45% off and you can go to their website. You can see what their obvious best sellers are and then you can also take their quiz. So it's really going to help kind of figure out, okay, do you need more immunity? Do you need more anti-inflammatory? Do you need more of an energy booster? They really have something for anything you're wanting to tap into right now. And obviously getting up to 45% off is amazing. So you can use code mood at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. This is in addition to custom bundle discounts. So that's how you can get up to that 45% off. So create your custom bundle at symbiotica.com and get 30% off. Take your quiz to find the best supplements for your health goals. Just don't forget to use code mood at checkout. And honestly, just tag me on Instagram. Let me know what you're loving because I'm obsessed. Like I need all of it and I need to know what you guys are loving too. Let's jump into mood boosters, especially after such a chaotic best and worst mood. I feel like it's only fair for us as a community to boost our moods together. As I'm saying it out loud too, I'm feeling like I need to switch up some of my mood boosters because maybe it is that autopilot strength we were just talking about. Because as I was going to write them down, I was thinking of a lot of similar things. I've just been doing a lot of the same things. And I think as someone that loves routine, it's really good to obviously have those routines, but I think you have to give yourself space within them to switch in and out the mood boosters, right? So this is your reminder if you haven't really like switched up your mood boosters in a while. Like maybe you've just been doing a lot of the same stuff or you just feel not as like inspired or boosted by it. This is our reminder too, to maybe focus this week on finding some new mood boosters that just came to me and I'm feeling really strongly about it. I feel like things are clicking for us today. One that I did write down that I don't think I really mentioned last week, but I have been talking about how I've been on TikTok a lot. And by on TikTok, I mean like creating content, right? And I really love watching people's like ASMR routine style videos and stuff, because I think especially you see these kind of self is the word efficient, just like efficient young woman. And I love seeing like their nighttime and their morning routines, because for me, it is really inspiring that it's like, here's just a girl like doing her thing, taking care of herself. And it's just very calming to watch as well. And I always like making content that I like consuming, obviously. I mean, not all types of content. I like some weird ass fucking content that I'm never going to make. Okay. Not that weird. Get your head out of the gutter. Actually, you know, I did talk like a couple weeks ago or at some point. Oh, it was in my vlog. See, I make so much content. I can't keep it fucking straight in my head. But I did say in my like first video of the year, you know, a lot of people just make TikToks to hold themselves accountable. So that could be good because it's almost like a video diary type thing. It almost slows me down for a second. It doesn't actually slow me down the way I thought it would in a sense of how do these people film themselves doing all this stuff? I just want to get it done. And it really doesn't like interfere with your actual routine because the camera is just like sitting there. The only thing that you can't really do sometimes is listen to music if you're using your phone, but it really helps me slow down. And instead of jump right onto the computer or like do something else, if I, let's say, go to the kitchen to get a matcha, I'm like, oh, okay, like, why don't I just keep filming this for TikTok? And it makes me take even more care of myself and slow down and 
just make that content that I really like watching. So it's this double mood booster of I'm proud of myself for making content that I really like, but I'm also just genuinely proud of myself for doing the things in the moment, like making my bed. Since I want to film something, I obviously get out of bed and then I get out of bed. I'm like, oh, I should make it. And so it's almost helping me, honestly, like that's that accountability piece that I'm saying. And it's not like I'm doing it for the internet or whatever. It's not like this, like toxic relationship at all. It's more so just like inspiration, I guess. Like even for me in my own life, it's like I'm inspired by girls on TikTok having these awesome routines. And then it's helped me create my own routines. And since I'm a really, really lazy person, but I happen to be a creator, it's actually helped me that I'm filming them. Does that make sense? So some of the things I've really loved doing, getting out of bed and just right away, making it, straightening up and cleaning, it's helped me stay a lot more clean, a lot more organized, take those little moments for myself. I'm not at the point where I'm like getting cute and getting ready and doing my hair and putting on a cute outfit. It's really that hashtag clean talk vibe. My apartment looks great, but like I look like shit, which is fine. You can only do one thing at a time. And then another thing that I've liked doing, obviously, when I'm just like not filming or whatever, because you can't really like listen to music if you're recording on your phone, which I need to figure out a workaround. If anyone can like help me, like, do I need a second phone? Like what's going on? I've had to be alone with my thoughts and it's getting to be a lot. You guys, it's getting to be a lot, but I do love wearing my Apple headphones. I don't know what it is. They just make me, they keep my ears warm. I know that that's, you know, really stupid because they're expensive and that's not what they're for, but I just, they're comfortable. Okay. I like them a lot. I like them. They make me feel cool. And I have been switching up my podcast game a little bit. So I've been doing skinny confidential sometimes, which I really love because it's very inspiring, very easy to digest. Doesn't make me feel like shit about myself. And then I don't know why I clicked on it, but I think it's probably because I've seen them on TikTok, but I clicked on Paige DeSorbro and Hannah Burner's podcast, which is Giggly Squad. Fucking love it. Like obsessed. Don't know why it took me so long to get into this because I follow them both on TikTok and stuff. Like I said, I think it's a such a mood booster because a I have so many episodes to catch up on and I will never have to be alone with my thoughts again for the foreseeable future. I will be with Paige and Hannah and they're just so funny. I think they really just remind me of like me and my friends in real life, just like the way we talk and like the way we think and stuff. And it's fucking hysterical. I love their personalities. I love how chill their podcast is. And I just, I think they're fucking hysterical. So if you just need a mood booster like that, 10 out of 10 recommend. Sometimes I'm like, oh, is there something I can clean so that I can just like listen to more? I hope you guys feel that way about my podcast. Probably not. Oh my God, Lauren, get a grip. My next mood booster is book club because I finally did it after many, many attempts. I did my first book club and it was really, really fun. And I vlogged like setting up for it. I made these little worksheets, which I always get like a little embarrassed. I'm like, is this like super lame because I'm printing out a worksheet for book club, but I just, you know what? I enjoy doing it. I like doing it. So I'm like, don't be embarrassed. Just do it. And I had my girlfriends over last night. We all read A Flicker in the Dark. And it was honestly just really funny because half of us like really liked it. But then it's just so it's it's almost like you're gossiping about something that's harmless. Like you get to just talk shit about all these characters and the plot and everything like that. It's just a nice kind of like different way to hang out with your friends. And what I actually did find cool is we obviously have like our core group of friends and then we have, you know, someone's college friend and then someone else's college friend and just kind of those things. Right. It's really fun because it's our core group, but then it's some of the college friends and some of the work friends and stuff like that. So it's definitely a different vibe of a hangout. 
as opposed to just like getting ready to go out and party and then being with our boyfriends or going out to dinner or celebrating a birthday, whatever. Super, super fun. Everyone had a really, really good time. And we picked out our next book. We like put it on the calendar. It didn't feel like, oh, we're like old ladies with no lives. It felt very much like we're gossiping about a book. I'm going to do like a full recap and show you guys the setup and everything on my YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash love Lauren Elizabeth. And then my last mood booster for this week, I have to give an honorable mention because it kind of goes into the posy vibes. It goes into the book club, the clean apartment. I got a bunch of flowers because I was hosting. And if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know how often flowers in the apartment in the home can be such a mood booster. And I kid you not, I don't think I bought flowers in months and months and months. I finally did it. I got flowers for all over my apartment, cleaned my apartment. It, I just, I stand by it, you guys. Flowers are such a mood booster. It just gives life and just this extra sense of oomph to your apartment, just buying them for yourself, setting them up. It's like a little hobby. You get to get creative. I mean, mine look absolutely fucking fabulous. I could be a florist. So clearly it's good for the ego as well. Absolutely love, like obsessed. I feel purely fabulous. I love flowers. I do. And it's been a while. We have to remind ourselves that. See, I'm saying we got to switch up the mood boosters. Maybe that's a good one to end with for this week because it's like, okay, next week, let's make sure we have a bunch of new mood boosters because we've been too routine, honey. We've been too routine. We got to switch it up. We got to switch it up. Okay, guys, for this week's mood for thought, I've been thinking kind of about my negative mood and how I feel like negative Nancy. And I think it has a lot to do with feeling old. And the reason why I wanted to dive into this, because mood for thought is a place where we just unpack how we're feeling, whether it's in the world, in general, or just in my life. And I'm sure that you guys can relate to it. So for this week, I've had to reframe a lot of my thoughts back to reality and less negative because a lot of the things I've been thinking is like, your life is over. You're old. You've experienced it all. All the fun is gone. I don't know what it is. And it's a just not true. I think a lot of times when you say shit out loud, you realize like you're being extremely just not logical. You're being ridiculous. But I mean, I've been feeling it. So it's like valid, right? And it kind of reminds me of that quote of you're never too old and you're not too late. But it's also so dramatic and ridiculous because I'm 28 and three quarters. So it's like, get a grip. You know what I mean? So I decided to dive into this mood and I have some thoughts. I think it's really easy when you're approaching a new milestone around kind of age, right? Whether it's like, oh, I'm 21. Oh, well, now I'm 25. I'm on the later half of my 20s. Oh, well, now I'm approaching 30. To just feel old based on what you thought you needed to have done by this point in your life or also thinking, okay, what does the next chapter slash decade or whatever of my life entail, right? I was always so excited for when my friends were getting married and when my friends were getting pregnant and just like growing up and being an adult. Like I've always wanted to be a grown-up adult, but I think I just have so much fun this year that since it's kind of all happening and I'm realizing that I am, you know, basically on the final hurrah of my 20s, I guess I just realized that all these maybe like fantasies and dreams I have are just gone. And technically it's okay. A, are they really? And B, did you even want them anyway? And this is what I mean by that. I think a couple years ago when my life was in such disarray, the world was my oyster. I could live here. I could live there. I could quit YouTube. I could not quit YouTube. I could 
you know, fall in love with a country singer. I could just open up a restaurant. I could become a house flipper. I don't know what it was, but it was this weird mood that I had where I think that I had no fucking idea what my life was like at that time, a couple of years ago, post pandemic. And I felt like I could really do anything. But I do remember even saying to you guys, you really wanted to do any of that shit, like do it, right? Stop like daydreaming about it. Do something with your life because that's very much my personality. If I genuinely want to do something, I'm going to do it. I mean, hello, like look at my life. That's why half of the time it's, everything's getting fucked up, but it's because at least, hey, I'm trying, right? So I think I've just had this kind of weird vibe of having to figure out where I want to live in the next couple of years. And just being like older. I've just had this weird wave of, oh my God, your life is over. Like, this is it. This is what you're doing. And that's just like such a negative way to think. And also just so not true. And I think a lot of people can relate to this because they either feel stuck in their career. They feel stuck in their city. They feel stuck in their relationship. Just there's so many different ways to feel stuck when you're kind of at this like latter half of your twenties, because You've been fucking around. You've been trying new things. And now you're kind of maybe in a groove, right? And then it's easy to be like, is this it? I can't change now. I've worked so hard to get here. But what I always remind myself, and this is actually like a core memory for me, I'll never forget growing up and thinking. Like genuinely, I remember having these thoughts because I always, I mean, one of my like childhood traumas, which we can unpack a different time, is I always wanted to be like everyone else or I always wanted to be different or something like that. And I'll just never forget when I was thinking about maybe stuff I wanted to try, like a new hobby. I would think, oh, if I got into this hobby a few years ago when I was younger, I would be so good by now. It wouldn't be as weird because I'm too old to start. You know, they've been in hip hop, dance, jazz class since they were 12 and now I'm 14. That's so embarrassing because I was never the kid that was like forced to stick with like piano lessons. Even if they hated it, my mom would just let me do whatever I wanted. And of course, like part of you resents that because you're like, mom, why didn't you turn me into an Olympic athlete or the next Mozart? I also just as like a young person was like too afraid to try things, kind of like be out of the box. Right. So I never really did it. And then a few years would go by and I would think back to that moment as like a 12 year old or a 14 year old as like now, you know, a 16 year old. And I would think, wow, I could have been in that class that whole time, whatever hobby it was. Right. And I wasn't old then at all, but I am now. And this happens on like a cycle. Right. So I'm constantly looking back and thinking, I can't believe I thought I was old. I can't believe I thought I should shouldn't have tried that or couldn't do it or whatever. And so you realize, okay, clearly you're just never fucking old and you should just do whatever you want. But it's just funny that that always sticks with me. It helps me put it in perspective even more because it genuinely happened in my life and was like this constant almost thought. And I think that maybe it's because the type of person I was, was just trying to figure out like where they belong, who they really were, what they really like. And it's so easy to just outsource that and not look inward. Right. So it's so easy to even sit here now and be like, wow, my life's over. Like I'm not going to fall in love with a country singer and, you know, end up being like this person on my Pinterest board. That's just such a cop out because it's like a fantasy and it's a way to make you feel shitty. And it's a way to make you just almost like pity yourself when in reality, like if you really wanted to change something, if you really want more fulfillment and more purpose, like you have to look inward and then you'll actually make a change, which I know on a logical level. And I know I'm not old on a logical level. I know I'm going to like 
turn 35 and be like, I cannot believe I thought 29 was old. Like that's insane. And so I think that at least that is like top of mind for me whenever I have these intrusive thoughts of my life is over, everything's changing. I don't really know what the next chapter looks like, but I know that I'm old type of vibe. I just keep reminding myself of like, Lauren, you will be 35 and you will look back and laugh at yourself because you are such a dumb bitch, which is totally fair for a future Lauren to do because I know in this moment I am 100% a dumb bitch and I'm being dramatic. And I think it probably comes from fear which is fine, but like, what am I going to just ruin the present moment? Because I'm so focused on the fact that like I'm old and doomed. That's stupid. I think we feel a lot too, that we have to have it all figured out because you can actually feel that you're physically getting older, like your body's getting older, but in reality, you can actually still do whatever the fuck you want. And so I decided to think about things you can actually control and things you actually can't control as you get older. And keep in mind, this is like my list. It's not just like fact of life, okay? Things that you actually can't control as you get older. Your eggs. Like you're probably gonna have to freeze them if you really want to. That's just life. Your hangovers are gonna get worse. I mean, your body's just like decomposing. Let's be honest. Your organs don't like you anymore. And you just, you can't party like it's 1975 anymore. I wasn't even alive then, but you get the point. Your skin is aging, but I think- we're enlightened enough to know that that's not really super important. And obviously we can do like skincare, stay out of the sun, all that shit, but like, you're going to look older. Okay. And also I feel like we just need to get over that. Who cares? Aging is nice and you can do it gracefully. One that I think is like really just hits deep is that everyone around you is growing up too. grandparents are getting older. Your parents are getting older. Your friends are getting older. Like everyone else is getting older too. And I think for people like me, that it's like really tough to realize that not everything's about them. It's always important to note that everyone else is getting older too. It's not just you. And to even take that one step more, it's like, you're not special. Like you're just getting older. It's fucking life. Get a grip. Another thing you can control is financial independence being necessary. Unless you're a Nepo baby, you just have more responsibilities and you're more of an adult and like you need your own health insurance and you need a roof and like all this stuff. And you have to pay your bills. You know what I mean? And maybe you could have gotten away with some stuff when you were younger or whatever. I don't know. Everyone's situation is different. Haley Bieber, who I'm sure could get a loan from someone, you have to be more and more financially independent and you have more and more responsibilities, which kind of sucks. But don't worry, we'll make it positive as well. I guess too, like more people are like getting married and having kids and doing like adult things. It's just, I guess the lifestyle and the interests and stuff just naturally change. And I think maybe it goes back to like your organs hating you. You just like want to slow down and you like different things because they just feel better, but also that's okay. And also that's the people around you. It's not necessarily you. Maybe you froze your eggs, maybe you're chilling. And then my last thing that I thought of, which I think is actually pretty dark is bad stuff is still on the horizon. (laughs) Sorry. It's just true. And I think it's because when you realize like you're almost done with your 20s and you're like, wow, look at all this shit that happened and all the stuff I've gone through. And then I just always have this little like voice in the back of my head that's like, there's still so much bad shit that's going to happen to you throughout your entire life because like life is just life. Let's not get like super dark and like, let's not feel bad for ourselves. It's just life happens, shit happens. And I think it's just this like reminder of there's just no finish line. You know what I mean? It's not like, Oh, I made it to 30 and now like everything's 
worked out and I know my job and I know where I'm living and I know what I'm doing and everything's going to be fine now. It's like, that's just not true. Like the world keeps spinning type vibe, you know, but I did those first because we're not being negative Nancy anymore. So let's talk about things that actually make getting older better when you think about your life and shit like that. Yep. You know what that means. Did you hear it? Did you hear it? It's your sign guys this year to finally just forget about those run of the mill resolutions. January is almost over and instead start your own new year's revolution. It's the sound to start selling on Shopify. What a perfect episode because you're not too old and it's never too late. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. So whether you're selling something in the wellness space or something in the organizational space, or maybe just you're so creative and you're an artist and you need to sell your own specific candles or something, I don't know. You can literally do all of it, you guys, like flaky salts or fine art prints or whatever it is. Shopify covers every sales channel from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform. It even lets you sell across social media marketplaces like TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, which is exactly what you need to have a killer business. It's packed with industry-leading tools ready to ignite your growth. Shopify gives you complete control over your business and your brand without having to learn any new skills in design or code. I wish Shopify existed back when I was like trying to sell bracelets out of my mom's basement in high school. Maybe I'd be a bracelet seller by this point. But now we can, guys. Thanks to Shopify, 24-7 help, and extensive business course library, they are here to support your success every step of the way. I just think there's nothing more powerful than like selling something tangibly and being able to do on the internet. I don't know. It's just, I think it's been in my blood. Like I said, I, I wanted to start it in high school. I just, I think no matter what I'm doing in life, I just always want to have some kind of like e-commerce store and it could seem so, so scary, but it's one of my favorite parts of my business. And it's honestly one of the easiest parts of my business because I use Shopify. And what's incredible to me about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, they're always there to empower you with the confidence and control to revolutionize your business and take it to the next level. So now it's your turn to get serious about selling and try Shopify today. This is Possibility powered by Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash mood. All lowercase, go to shopify.com slash mood to take your business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash mood. I think a lot of these two can relate to even just like choices, right? Like who we date, where we live, what we want to do with our lives, that kind of stuff. And the main one that I really, really love is you're actually smarter now because you have way more experience. So I think we always have this like weird kind of twisted idea of, oh, you have to do something young so you can get ahead and you have to be the youngest one to do it. And it's like the younger you are, the dumber you are. I mean, not technically necessarily and everyone's different, but you know what I mean? Like you just legitimately have less years of experience and age is naturally just a number And I'm sure there's someone that's 21 that has experienced way more than someone that's 31, just depending on their upbringing, et cetera. But I'm talking like straight logistical math, like minutes on the planet, right? Just like the opportunity of experience is just math. And the math is mathing to you're smarter because you've been alive longer. Okay. You know what I mean? So you're probably going to make better decisions and you're probably going to be able to feel more confident in your choices based on your lived experience. 
You've probably tried a lot of things. You know more about what you like, what you don't like, who you like, who you don't like, the places in the world you like, would rather be. Like there's just so much more information under your belt about you and the people in the world and the places in the world. You have more freedom if you want it. So it kind of goes back to that like responsibilities and financial stuff. It's like at the end of the day, you get to this point where you're like a real adult. And I don't know. I just feel like when you're like 21 or 20 or 19 or like all that, those young twenties, it's like, you're still have your training wheels on. Right. And now it's like, you're at this real adult age where it's like, if you wanted to pack up all your stuff and move out of the country, or you wanted to like go off and get married. It's like at the end of the day, like you're an adult, like you can do whatever you want. You're not a kid anymore. So it's kind of cool. Like you have this freedom if you want it. Right. You can just genuinely be like, okay, well, I'm an adult. You can't tell me what to do. Even if you fuck up, like you can do whatever you want because you're an adult. Whereas like at 16, you can't really do whatever you want most of the time because I'm sure you live under your parents' rules or whatever it is. So I think that's a positive of you really don't have to answer to anyone. If you want to quit your job, you can quit your fucking job. If you want to move, you can move. Like you can really do whatever you want, which I think is pretty tight. And then I always go back to that idea of like when you're binge watching a show too and you are on like season two and so many things has happened. Then you see there's like three seasons left and you just know that there's so much more that's going to happen, good and bad. And I think that no matter how old you feel or whatever age you are, whatever you're going through, it's just knowing that the story is not over. Like knowing that like you're the main character of your life and you're on season like three or four and there's still like many seasons to go And just knowing that like everything's going to work out and you just have so many different opportunities and choices and things you can do because like you're only on like season three. Like how's the book going to end? Like you're literally on the freaking first book of the entire series. So I guess there's like less concrete things that are good about getting older off the top of my personal noggin. But I think that when you really break it down and get a grip, it's like, okay, we're being dramatic. We're not old we all know the stories of so-and-so was 40 years old when she first got cast on SNL or invented blah, blah, blah. And it's because we're just like so focused on comparing our timelines, comparing our stories, comparing what our lives look like, all that shit to everyone else. And it's not even like just the comparing. We're also just focusing on how our life looks and how our life seems. It's like, we just care about how it's presented and how it comes off. When in reality, we should be focused on how it feels. And it's like that thing we always go back to, even with goals of like, okay, goals are great and success is great, but like, how does it feel? You know, what's your purpose? How does it fulfill you? And I think the older you do get, the more you do realize this because it's less about what it looks like on Instagram, what it looks like on paper, what it sounds like when you tell the person you haven't seen in five years or your family at Thanksgiving. I think most of the time when you're getting older and you're still like kind of unfulfilled and stuff, it's because you probably are focusing on what it seems like from the outside and what it looks like and how you can present it to the world instead of how it makes you feel in like your day to day and how you're living and how you're feeling about yourself and your own goals and your own life and your own interests and your own hobbies. I think it's probably easier for me to like wrap my head around all of this because I'm someone that's very much like I'm going to do whatever I want and I don't really care about other people's opinions like on the grand scale. If I really want to move, I'm going to move. If I really want to do something, I'm going to do it. 
obviously I get those like smaller kind of stresses and anxieties of, oh, what are they going to think about me? I'm sensitive, whatever. But when I get really like passionate about something, and I really want something, I kind of just go for it. I don't really have like a lot of shame in that because I'm just very open with the fact that I'll probably fuck up and that's okay. And I just think that it's really important to remember that there's no such thing as perfect timing, that there really isn't. I saw something really interesting too the other day about like, there's no such thing as the right person at the wrong time, because it's like the timing's also just as important as like the person. And you might just be confusing the right person for the wrong time. And it's really just like the wrong person and the right time. And you're just learning something. Does that make sense? Clearly I should have saved this post because I don't know how to explain it, but it, I think it's just, it's interesting how we like present and create these narratives around what's going on in our lives because we want it to make sense. And I think a lot of times we don't realize we want it to make sense for ourselves. We want it to make sense for how we present it to other people. I think that's why I've been in such a negative mood lately is because I'm really kind of like comparing my life to what everyone else is doing to like my age in terms of like society and just focus on not how I feel at all, not what I want at all, not what I think is important at all. And more so like, how old am I? What should I be doing next? What are my friends doing? What are people on the internet doing? And it's no wonder I'm cranky and being bitchy because like, that's like the total wrong way to think about it. And I also think it's like really cool, like being able to be grateful for all this shit that's happened and like just being in a solid place of like breathing, living, doing it decently, and just knowing that there's like actually so much good positive things in your future that are attainable that you could do. That's actually kind of really cool. Like the world's your fucking oyster. You know what I mean? Like who cares how old you are? It also always helps too to like look at someone like my mom who like she doesn't seem old to me at all. She's doing whatever she wants right now. She's starting new endeavors at a later age. Like she's living life. She's doing the thing. And I think it's really easy to be negative when you're someone that gets really afraid of the future. And I get really, really scared of the future and what my life's going to look like because it's been so hard to know what my life is going to look like because there's been so many ups and downs and my life has just been crazy. But I think that doesn't mean I can't kind of, you know, make goals and daydream a little bit about what I actually do really want and how I'm going to make it happen. And not just think that I need to kind of like wait for everything around me to settle and like do what I think I'm supposed to do based on what's going on in my life and the people in my life and the world and all that stuff. So I think the way for me to get a grip is to realize that all we have right now is the present moment. Stop future tripping in general. But then also, if you want to think about the future, what do you really want? What do you want it to feel like? Where do you really see yourself? What do you really think is going to be giving you fulfillment? What's going to make you happy? What are some steps to get there in a sense of, is there stuff you really need to do right now? Or are you overthinking it? Should you take a step back? Should you maybe just get curious? Do you still need to try new things? Do you need to maybe travel a little bit more to figure it out? Should you just completely take the pressure off because you don't know and you don't need to know right now because you're really not that old and you're being dramatic? Like, I think that being really logical in a sense of reminding yourself the fact of the matter, you're not fucking old, you're being dramatic. And when I say you, I'm talking, I'm talking to myself calm down. You don't need to have everything figured out overnight. You know that as like a theory in life and as one of your tools in life. So like get a grip and your life's not over. You're turning 29. The world is your oyster. You can still do a million things and you're just being cranky and you're making it worse. And you need to reframe all this shit to a positive somehow. Much easier said than done. I would love to spend a few more days being miserable 
well, okay, I haven't been miserable. I'm lying, but I definitely have just been cranky. You know what I mean? If I'm not like really focused and being really routined, I can easily think of like bad things and just compare myself to other people. Like, oh, well, look at what they're doing. They're having so much fun. And like, maybe I should be doing that. And it's like, what the fuck, Lauren? Like, what are you talking about? You're being nuts. I'm being nuts. Self-awareness. So in conclusion, we're our own worst critics and really everyone only cares about their lives and how it feels to them. So why the fuck do we care about how we're presenting what our lives look like and how old we are and thinking maybe we're doomed or we can't change when we know, especially as mood listeners and lovers, that it is never too late. You're not too old. You can always course correct. You can always change. You don't owe anyone an explanation. This is your life. It's no one else's. Do whatever the fuck you want. And if it's hard, that means it's worth it. And if it's confusing, that means you get to learn more. Nothing has to be too big of a deal because there's going to come times in life where things are a really, really big deal and you don't really have a choice in the matter. So don't make silly things also big deals. That one's shout out to myself. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's mood for thought because it helped me feel a lot better to be completely honest. And maybe if you're going through something similar, you could relate to any of the best, worst mood boosters or the mood for thoughts this week. And I hope you guys had an amazing first month of the year. We did it. We got one down 11 to go. Is that the math? Oh God. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Lauren Elizabeth and at the mood pod to boost your mood throughout the week. When you support the sponsors of the show, you make the show possible. So thank you so much for listening. Make sure to subscribe. Give this podcast five stars wherever you listen to it. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.